Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of EWN's Essays Forgotten Citizens, the Homeless and the Hopeless podcast. For the last five months, Eyewitness News decided to embark on a journey of speaking to our homeless people in the streets of Johannesburg to initially find out if they would like to participate in the general elections that took place on May 8th. After seeing how much traction the initial podcasts gained, we decided to head out again to speak to more people living on the streets to try and understand homelessness and what impact does that have on someone. For Women's Month, we'll be looking at what homeless people, especially women, do when they feel unsafe. This is EWN's Essays Forgotten Citizens, the Homeless and the Hopeless podcast. The Bill of Rights is South Africa's democratic cornerstone, affirming the values of human dignity, equality and freedom. It states that every South African is equal before the law and should equally benefit from it. But many South Africans, especially those who live on the streets, feel that they are not reaping the full benefits of the law. Safety and security are some of the rights we are entitled to. But being forced to live on the streets means you're at the mercy of the night. So, what do people who live on the streets do in order to feel safe? One woman who didn't want to be identified told Eyewitness News how after she lost a job in Pumalanga, she decided to find employment elsewhere. But not having a roof over her head or food to eat made it challenging. We'll give her the name Sindiswa. Sindiswa is originally from Pumalanga. She says she lost a job in the early 2000s and life was never the same. Due to desperation to support her family, she hopped from one temporary job to the next, staying in shelters. She eventually ended up in Peter Maritzburg. At first, she thought she had finally gotten a break after receiving assistance from social workers and a pastor to find a job. But that was not the case. They wanted to use me. You can see that they wanted to use me. But then 50 ranting a langa. I was told I needed to pay 50 rand for funeral insurance, which I did. I realized this arrangement was not working out and decided to leave Peter Maritzburg. After the 58-year-old realized that she was being abused and couldn't see the fruits of her hard work, she decided to take a train to Johannesburg. I told them I want to go back home. I had 300 rand on me from temporary jobs I was working at. I to the nearest train station and found out that the, I, there was a Shosholoza train leaving on that day to Johannesburg. So I decided to take it. But I kept on asking myself, where was I going? Her search began for a new shelter, afraid that sleeping on the street would leave her vulnerable. Without a safe home, she feared being raped and taken advantage of by men. Having to deal and face with living on the streets is very difficult. Men can take advantage of you and do whatever they want. I kept myself going by telling myself that this cannot be my life. When she arrived in Johannesburg, she found a shelter east and adjacent to the Johannesburg CBD and got by selling ice lollies to school children. 
I got to Park Station and saw hawkers selling, so I decided to buy ice lollies at a butcher nearby and sell them to school children. With the money I got, I was able to afford paying for the shelter I was staying in. I was competing with young men and they were selling what I was selling at cheaper prices. Because she worked around Park Station, she decided to look for a shelter in the CBD. But two months after moving in, she learned that the shelter was being shut down. Etandweni dumped us in January this year. By that time, I had almost stopped being a hawker because of competition. In November, we got notices that the shelter was closing. We thought it was a joke, but in January, it was closed. Just after the shelter closed, Cindy Swa said she met ANC volunteers. She stuck with them, hoping to get some assistance. And she got lucky. I associated myself with the comrades. Everything they did in communities, I also did. When I couldn't hide that I was homeless, I was referred to an abandoned building downtown. But it's been difficult where people had been evicted from. They asked me and some other comrades to guard it so no one could occupy it illegally. But it's been tough. Sindiso says she's now counting down the days until she starts earning a government pension and hopes life will be better from then onwards. Veronica, originally from the Siskai, says she started living on the streets since the 80s trying to follow up on a car accident claim. I come from Fort Beaufort, in the Siskai. I started living on the streets in the 80s. Despite having a house, she was forced to move out because of family conflict and has been living on the streets ever since. I do have a home. It's just that my family don't want me to live in the house. While living on the streets for her was scary, she joined another group of people who were sleeping outside a Methodist church in Bramfontein. I enjoy it now. If we are being attacked, we fight back as a group. Veronica says Women's Month makes her miss home and the family. She also says more needs to be done to appreciate and protect women in South Africa. It's women who brought freedom. I also love freedom. I want real freedom. Not this freedom we say we have. I believe my current situation is temporary. God says, hang in there and be strong. This is temporary. Living on the street is a communal effort. And for women, it's more difficult to find safety alone. But even when they stay in groups, safety is not guaranteed. This is EWN's Essays Forgotten Citizens, the Homeless and the Hopeless podcast.